Welcome to the Strategic Travel Entrepreneur. My name is Rita Perez. Hello. I've been a travel advisor for over 10 years and am navigating this winding road of entrepreneurship with you. I created this podcast because I wanted to share all the things I've learned from leaders both in and out of our industry that I really wish I would have known way back then. But alas, the important thing is I'm aware of them now and I want you to be too. Ready for this week's show? Let's jump in. Hello, hello travel entrepreneurs. Welcome back to the podcast. So nice to have you back again. Now, you have probably heard so much stuff about planning and prepping for the next year. And I wanted to peel the curtain back just a little bit on a couple of things that I'm doing. Hopefully spark some information for some of the things that you can be doing for your travel business or in your travel business. And um, uh, see if you can just take a little bit of action moving forward from here. And I say that because I think right now we're a little bit late in the planning and I'm guilty myself. I had wanted to do planning in November and November was a little bit crazy. And now my December month is going to be a little bit crazy. So I won't be able to like officially like plan until the end of this week because I have some travels coming up. Um, I have heard like some people talking about planning at the beginning of January and I just think that's too late. I mean, I think December's too late, but I feel like January is way too late. And if you have the moment to start planning now, then you should start planning now and planning as, as much as you can. Now, I know later this week, uh, our friend Stephanie Cannon is hosting a workshop to help plan out your financial numbers. And I think that is going to be an incredibly great base to get started. I am not sure if she is still accepting registrations. So um, if you don't know how to reach out to Stephanie Cannon, please go ahead and shoot me an email, takethehelmva at gmail.com so that I can try and connect you at least before that happens because it's happening on the 9th and the 10th of this week. Um, so, uh, starting off with financials, I think is a very good idea because you know where you're jumping off from. So, um, and, and when we're assessing 2021, it's, you know, the past couple years have been a little bit wonky. If you're new to the industry, it might not impact. But I know if you've had a couple years in the industry, the numbers that you've had the past two years aren't really going to be reflective. So I might honestly like take a an average score of kind of like maybe what you have done previously versus what you've done the past couple years to come up with a good number. If you are like starting with a baseline, like something that I'm going to be doing to assessing my 2021 is going through all of my expenses. And that is both personal. So like mortgage, water, electricity, all of that and my business expenses. So like the tools that I utilize and I'm going to run that down and that is kind of going to be my base of what I need to be making. 
So I would say that that is, and I probably, I wonder what percentage I would add to that because on top of like, you know, just all the bills, there are just certain cushion that you need. If anything, like an emergency should happen or if you want to splurge a little bit here or there. So I think like that's going to be like my good number. My, then I'll have like a better number, which is going to be like, yeah, I'm real comfortable. And then there's a best number, which is that, the BHAG number, the big, hairy, audacious goal number. Um, so when I, so that's one of the things that I need to look at when assessing 2020 or my, this past year, but also planning for 2022, because what happened this, these past couple years has been out of the norm. Um, what you also want to assess is kind of like what you already have on the horizon. What do you have on the books for 2022 and even 2023? And that can help in your planning too. Something like a big thing that I have been like internally trying to figure out is not not trying to figure out, but how can I communicate more the value of what I do as a travel advisor and somebody that specializes in retreats on cruise ships. And um, I am being more mindful of who I need to connect with. And as I say that, I'm writing down something that I need to do that is part of kind of like this assessment. So one of the big things for me was to attract new clients. And that was incredibly difficult with everything that's going on. It's been difficult, like even with my current clients to get them back on board and back traveling. Like I would never force anybody to travel and people are still very apprehensive of traveling. So that means that I need a new pool of people to kind of like get get the new audience. Like I need a new pool of people because my current people, either they have trips planned already or they're still not ready to plan trips. And if the trips that I have planned aren't going to bring enough income to cover the expenses that we just talked about, I need to find new people. So how I'm gonna find those new people well, if you are in the Strategic Travel Entrepreneur Facebook group, you saw that I recently did a video because I set up my Google My Business account with Amy Graves, who was on the podcast recently, and oh my goodness. So I know we've talked a lot about SEO, and that's a big hot, hot button word um, that is in any business industry, but especially ours, that SEO, it's pretty much... Google or whatever search engine scans your website or whatever you have out in the webverse to see when somebody inputs certain keywords, should your information be brought up as something that somebody might want to look into. So when they're looking up family vacations in Tahiti, if that's one of your specialties, you should be coming up on that search engine uh, search query if you've optimized all of these things. So uh, that is something that we can do to be proactive and get clients coming to us and finding us. So, and that search engine optimization is based on everything that's on your website. So the words that are on your website, this is also why it's really important to make sure that you are doing a blog frequently so that you have more new words and Google even has more things to come on you or, or find you for. Um, but even before that, having your Google My Business account set up, I think is even because 
pretty much setting up your Google My Business account, what I learned from Amy, you are telling Google what you want to be found for. So the more information that you can put into that Google My Business, the better. So that is definitely something that I want to put in because for anything like dealing with retreats, if somebody is searching for any sort of retreat keywords, I definitely want to be found for my travel business for that. And um, so that is something. And it's it's also like having almost like a second website because there's different things that you can do to constantly post and refresh to kind of like signify to Google that your business is still in business and let them know that you are a really viable option. So that is something that I want to tailor to. Like, I, I guess my the theme that I have around for next year is work smarter, not harder. And I think like that's one of the things like when I'm looking to assess what happened in 2021, most of and I've, I mentioned it somewhere before most of my clients and the clients that I have gotten from this past year have either been past clients or referrals. So when we're thinking about things like especially social media, I was putting a lot of emphasis on social media, but I did not garner any clients from social media. Uh, things that have helped me, now what and what I like about social media is that I attended events to connect with other people who might not be my direct ideal client, but know people who may be my direct client. And through social media, I was able to connect with these people and build relationships with these people. So that's actually what I think social media is for. Not so much a great attractor, though it can be, Um, but I think for me, I'm going to put the emphasis more on social media as my relationship builder, both like with my current clients and those people in my network that I want to connect with. And I want them to know more about what I do in my business so that they can refer me out or utilize me if they hadn't utilized me before. So, um, changing, like putting less emphasis maybe on posts in social media and more on video. And um, when I say video too, I am including YouTube in this also. And I know I had mentioned to, I'm not sure here on the podcast or in my stories or whatnot, but I had been putting less emphasis on YouTube. And then I had noticed that YouTube was the second most downloadable app after TikTok, which I don't do TikToks, but I do Reels. But that, like, knowing that YouTube is so powerful in that aspect, I was like, I really think I need to try out YouTube again. So I have actually been having a lot, I I wouldn't say a lot, a lot, but a lot more than I have had engagement recently on my business YouTube channel because of all the different travel experiences that I've been able to do this past fall. So the different ships. So I've been doing a lot of, um, you know, cabin tours and then a lot of commentary type things. I think I might hire out a video editor to to put together some of the videos that I have footage of um, just because that's not that's not my forte. And so it's kind of, I have to do a cost analysis about that. But uh, people have been finding my videos and commenting on my videos. And my subscribers have been increasing on my YouTube channel recently. 
And uh, I find it very interesting. Like, I don't want to make any assumptions yet. I just want to say that I've been finding it very interesting. So I think that me personally, I have to really hone in on my YouTube. I know video is going to be a huge thing, like, moving forward into the future. And I'm okay with video. I actually really like doing video. Um, but... Um, and not but but and that's why I want to utilize like reels more and um even like posting more videos to my Instagram so Instagram has been something that I have really enjoyed using so yeah that's those are the big two that I'm putting an emphasis on and I need to put more emphasis on LinkedIn as well because when I do really well with LinkedIn I do really well with LinkedIn if that makes sense again Nothing that like client attraction, but I've done a, a couple little bit of tweaks on my LinkedIn account and people are finding me more often. So, and I think that's with the hashtags that I'm starting to use on LinkedIn as well as the content that I'm putting out. So I need to come up with like a better strategy for LinkedIn, but that is something that is on my to-do list. So, um... I think I'm going to, and I have stopped recently just because I haven't had the time to do uh, scheduled posts like carousels and quotes and things like that on my social media. And I think right now I'm going to kind of like go away from doing that and just post like when I really feel inspired to post. So, and that's um, kind of like wrapping all this back up, like this business is your business. You get to do whatever you want. So if something is working for you, keep doing it. If something is not working for you, stop. See if you need to tweak something or if you just need to drop it because it's no longer fun, no longer serving you. It's not like helping you out, then just drop it. It is okay. And you can always come back to it because that's kind of what I noticed with YouTube is that I tried and I was very consistent for six months there and nothing came from it. But now that I have adjusted the type of content that I put on my YouTube channel, it seems like I'm gaining a little bit of traction. So, um, yeah, and that's, that's why I say every, uh, every form of media is very, very different. So you have to... The Strategic Travel Entrepreneur is brought to you by Mailbox Power. Harness the power to attract and nurture your clients through something many entrepreneurs have forgotten about, the mailbox. Create beautiful custom campaigns and automate annual mailings for birthdays and holidays. And with a pro account, get access to mailboxes not currently on your mailing list that are just waiting for the travel service you offer. Visit my Mailbox Power affiliate link in the show notes to get started today and support this podcast. Learn about those medias and that's why... Also, you don't want to be on all the, all the medias. You don't need to be on all the medias. Kind of going back to the Google My Business, uh, I was emphasizing people giving me reviews on Facebook, and now I think I'm going to have people put reviews on my Google My Business account because that, I think, holds higher weight, especially if people are looking for you, like search engine optimization, um, Hello, like if they can find it there on your on your Google account, even better. 
So, um, yeah, that's on my radar. So that, that as far as marketing efforts and podcast pitching, because I'm more of a B2B business. And this is, this is another thing that you also have to identify. Most travel businesses are B2C, business to consumer, but I work mostly with like company executives, team leaders, and small business owners. So I have to market myself and build relationships a little bit differently than other people might have to. So, um, and that can also correlate like with niching also, um, some of the things that I want to do and I'm not, you know, especially I'm still a little bit vigilant with everything that's going on with the pandemic. So I want to get back to doing in-person events. Um, I recently joined a local community service group to meet other people. And so I've been attending meetings when I can. And so I'll be getting out into my community a little bit more. Uh, something that I had heard recently because when I, I, my thought behind like going into this community service group was to, you know, meet other people, um, get, have them get to know me and give back to my community. And I was not at all interested in having like any sort of position just time wise. And then someone else I recently heard mentioned something about how really, if, if you want to like, even like, 10x whatever results you were hoping from some sort of um, strategy like that. You really need to serve on the board of these types of organizations. So that even elevates your position even more. And I am not sure if I will do that, to be honest. But that's something, again, on my radar to figure out if I want to be doing because um, really, and I think a lot of us are kind of like, we're on the fast track, like we need to start like doing a lot of recovery in these coming months. And uh, the only way that we can get some recoveries to get some sort of business. So the more people we're out in front and know our businesses and can be advocates for us, even better. So um, and then podcast pitching, which is something that I've wanted to do. And I have been on seven podcasts this past year or seven um, sort of mediums, but I, I just need to do more. I need to do more. And uh, I'm sure many of you might be thinking the same. So those are a couple things that are up in the air that way. Operationally, I want to streamline my processes. And you have heard a little bit of my insights about that, about me like looking onto ClickUp. And actually, like I see that in the past couple of weeks, I haven't utilize ClickUp like I should. So poo on me. Um, but I think like that's something like I need to like set some sort of reminder, like look at ClickUp, look at ClickUp. And I need to utilize it more for a lot of different things because my sense of overwhelm recently has come because I haven't been going back to my ClickUp account and looking at the different tasks that I need to do um, or even input tasks that need to be done. So, um, that is and kind of like coming up also with some SOPs and workflows and things like that to make sure that whatever I'm doing is a repeatable process. Um, I'm also creating things that can be sent out as a repeatable process. So I don't have to physically repeat certain things either verbally or like physically like typing something out or sending an email but so that I can start setting processes in place when x happens my tech already knows to do y or when x happens I can automatically shoot off an email and I don't have to worry about rewording everything over and over again because it's 
in a PDF document that I've created or, or whatever it may be. But streamlining is a huge focus of 2022 because I am anticipating with how busy this the end of this year has been. Knock on wood, we have a really great strong to the beginning of the year and I don't want to have this feeling of overwhelm going into 20, not even going into 22, but staying with me in 2022. Like I really want to be the boss CEO. And once I've started making enough income, be able to hire an assistant to start helping me with a lot of the different tasks. So operationally, that is it for me. And then, um, I think even like maybe hiring on some help or hiring on help when I need to, that has been really helpful, especially this this past year. I haven't like hired the A help per se, but I have hired help from other people to do certain little tasks, especially like with my branding and my website and um, different things like that. Like I've, I've invested a lot in coaching and I think that's gotten me a long way this year, especially like giving me the foundation of what I need to go into 2022. So overall, if I'm kind of going into the nitty gritty, even though I don't, I wouldn't categorize my, if we're going to go like grade school grading, I don't think I would say I had an A this past year, maybe a B, maybe a C. I don't think I failed because obviously I've like, I'm generating business. So woohoo. But there are things that can certainly be improved upon and I am looking forward to doing that. So whew, this has been a long winding episode, but I hope that it has at least gotten you thinking about things that you should be thinking about for your own travel businesses as we go into it and that it's not just one thing or another. It is a collective source of things that we need to be thinking about and um even though like I we're not there together, I hope that you're able at least maybe spark some conversation in the Facebook group, the Strategic Travel Entrepreneur. So if you have any questions like coming out from here, you're kind of like, hey, Rita, I've been thinking about this. Just post them there. See um, whenever I can get to them. Uh, I'll see what I can like contribute to whatever problem it is or help that you're needing. But you also have the group to rely on as well, which the group has some amazing and very I'm so proud of like the diversity that's in our group as well we've got newbies we've got people who are seasoned there's just so many different thoughts and collectives in this group if you haven't joined make sure that you join us because I'm actually working on some program and this is not just any program this is kind of like an anti-program for the travel industry but that's just a little teaser for you now but People who are on my email list and people who are in the group will have first dibs as usual to that. Um, and yeah, I will shut myself up right now, but please let me know what you thought about this episode and if you have any thoughts. All right, you have an amazing week. Thanks for joining me on the Strategic Travel Entrepreneur. Please subscribe and leave a show a rating on your favorite podcast platform. Oh, and don't forget to take a look at the show notes for important information and links. See you next week.